This is holding down the fort. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Holding Down the Fort. Today, we are holding it down with Ryan Burchard. Ryan, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. So uh, we don't personally know Ryan. We just met here uh, today getting to know each other. And uh, he went to NCCC and is now a right-handed pitcher in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. The last month has kind of been a whirlwind, I'm sure. But let's uh, let's rewind way, way back and let's talk about Growing up in, uh, you know, Syracuse, New York, and some of the uh, the baseball we played as we were a uh, young fella back then. Yeah, no, you know, baseball was I just something I've always played. Me and my friends have always played, you know, um, just played throughout high school. And, you know, my travel ball teams were from Syracuse, uh, Syracuse Junior Chiefs and Syracuse Elite for my, I'd say, last two years of summer ball. And, yeah, just met a lot of great people, had a good time. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, so like, as we were, were little, you know, obviously here, like we said in the, the last couple, couple months, we've really kind of, you know, we've seen the velo. Lots of people have seen the velo where we always to do to kind of through hard, where we always a bigger, stronger kid, take us a little bit through like, uh, growing up as a, as a guy and some of the, uh, you know, challenges, if you will, along the way in baseball, when you're younger. Yeah, for sure. Always kind of like through harder than everyone else. I'd say. Um, I, I, standard I when you when you sit sit ninety five plus, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then like, so yeah, I, I guess I was more of a thrower. I guess you could like, you know, little league, you're just up there let, letting it eat, and that's what I was <laughs> doing. And probably not until about sophomore year of high school, you know, I was at fifteen, and I, you know, I was up to eighty eight, and then that's when I really started probably take pitching a little bit more serious than uh, playing playing the infield, which I was a two-way for a while, but then I got to end trip and you know I had a little arm issue and I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start pitching. And obviously, you know that, that has worked out. Um, yeah. Did yeah, you you um, you thought that was the the future for for sure? You knew that giving up the bat was all right for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm gonna tell you, I, I could always swing it. You know, I, personally, I think I could swing it. But I still I still can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we all we all got that deep down inside. We know we can. Um, for actually being here for the past couple of weeks kind of made me realize I made a better decision because the kids here can rake. Dude, you know? some of these guys, some of those guys yeah. are dirty. <laughs> yes, yeah, disgusting. But yeah, but like coaches I would call, you know, they'd always talk about pitching, blah blah blah. And the hardest, like my mom and dad, they don't want me to give up, you know, hitting. But me, deep down inside, I'm like, I know I'm going to be a pitcher. It's just a matter of time. And then yeah, so now I'm just a pitcher and. I wouldn't change it for the world, to be honest. No, absolutely not. Especially you get to, uh, you know, JUCO Pitcher University, if you will, when you've got uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that Matthew, would be Matthew Bartholomew Klingersmith, who, who yeah. you walk into his hands. And um, mm -hmm. lucky enough for you too. talk a little bit about um, CJ. I know that he was kind of there when when you got there and um, mm -hmm. all the, you know, all the stuff that he's done. I know he's a big help for you guys, right? Yeah, Coach, Coach CJ, he's a great guy. You know, he takes the time with everybody. He also helps us out in the weight room. Um, he was the first, like, I guess, guy to give me, like, lifts, you know, like, baseball-specific lifts in the weight room, which would be my freshman year at junior college. But, yeah, all around, everybody everybody there, not just CJ, but obviously he's a pitching guy. So, you know, 
you know, he played a little pro ball, very knowledgeable. He knows a lot about the game, helps out a lot. But yeah, great guy. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a huge grab for, for Kling to have him around. Hopefully mm-hmm. locks him up for as long as freaking possible. Yeah. Um, So going back to, uh, I think you said Junior Chiefs, right? Take me through, mm-hmm. like, some teammates. Did we ever play with, like, a Savakul who went to Maryland? Any of the guys around Syracuse? Give me some of the some of the homies that we played with back in the day who uh, might be out there even running into us on, on our yeah. level now. No, yeah. I mean, Savakul, he's, I think, a year or two older than me. And he okay. was always on the, I guess you could say, like the, the big travel teams, you know, teams where they go down down to Florida, WWBA, I think, you know, stuff like that, I think. Um, I, I never played with him. It was a lot of other kids from Syracuse um, and a lot of kids from my hometown, which is Auburn. It's about 25 minutes away. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you're, are you closer out to like where the Weedsport Speedway is? Yeah, my mom, my mom actually works. She's a teacher at Weedsport, so... That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. The K Rockathon saw some yeah. some absolute yeah, so. bangers back in the day. Have you ever made it over there? Mm-hmm. That that's where I'm from. But you know, when people ask where I'm from, I say Syracuse. Yeah, but, very yeah. very uh, select few of us out out here from the middle of nowhere who know know where that's at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, yeah, never played with Savakul, but you know, I always always heard about him. But yeah. Well, cool. So some of the other guys, like, did you run across like Eddie Gray? I think his work at works at Sports Zone. He's like one of the coaches there. Is a Bonaventure guy from back in the day. Take me through anybody. Like, how did we end up getting in touch with Klinger Smith, or were, were, did we just get thrown on the radar because we were so young, throwing so hard? Yeah. So I I, I may have heard of. I think you said Eddie Gray. I never never played with Sports Zone. Um, always, you know, I, I kind of was loyal to. The Chiefs, I didn't want to like switch up and go across. No, town no, no, that's right. Stay, yeah. stay loyal. That's yeah. Uh, the, hey, the team kind of everybody out there taking note out of out of old Mr. Birch's book. All right, like you don't got to join a new team every time something changes, right? <laughs> no, I mean, th- there was definitely there's a lot of you know, we thought about it for a while, but I was like, I just want to stay with my friends, you know, have a good time too. Um, but yeah, the whole cling and everything, you know, it was PBR. Uh, <sighs> I wasn't, I'm not the best in school, so the grades part wasn't there. Okay. So, you know, and then, so JUCO is really, like, the only thing I could really do. Well, it was like, then, yeah, call, you know, calling your name, right? And, dude, I think over even, like, the past, I know you're only in it for, for a little bit, but, like, over the past five, seven years, like, the spotlight on it just being like, hey, this mm-hmm. is a really good route for – a lot of different guys for a lot of different reasons, right? Like you take yeah. us through through that. Like, so we knew we were going to do that because grade wise, but like always knew that we were going to go, you know, go through it and play baseball at a high level, right? Like we're betting on yeah. ourselves to get there and just friggin' shove. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. You know, I definitely had a, I guess, swallow some pride going to junior college. Cause you know, every high schooler out of, you know, it's like a D1 D and you gotta go D. Look at me. I didn't go D1. You know, I didn't go D1. Um, and I'm here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, dude. And like, um, you're not, you're not there. You just got there and like, we're, yeah. we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, so like Clang, you know, just coming in, he's like, he was telling me all these things that he would, you know, do for me. And he did, you know, he, he makes the calls, he gets the people there. Um, it started out, you know, a couple scouts here and there. And then, you know, word spreads and, you know, 12, 15 scouts a game. Every game, everybody's calling me. Yeah, and it, it was a 
it was an amazing process to be honest. Um, uh, it's Juco's a grind, more, <laughs> more of like a mental grind than you know. We got no money, you know. Like it was just, you know, we had a fundraiser, we had to work the Bills game to get all of our T-shirts, and you know, I'd go to Florida. So you know, and I wouldn't change it, I guess, for the world now, because if I didn't go junior college, I'd have to go to another year of school, and I would not want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, so, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Um, yeah, just, yeah, that's, that's how it happened. Well, dude, that's, that is awesome. So there, there's the, the high school, the recruiting process, right? PBR one event can kind of change the, you know, the direction for guys a lot of the time. And so how early on in our, you know, take me sophomore, junior, senior year, when did, uh, you know, we really get locked down with cling and, um, you know, know that, Hey, like end trip is, is going to be the spot, right? Like you said, ends up being 12, 15 scouts there. Like for me, like you bring those guys there, right? Like, Hey, I've got this guy. And like, it's no bullshit. Like we back that up when that, when mm -hmm. everyone shows up, that guy is there and yeah. he really is as good as we say. And you know, mm -hmm. this, that, the other thing, there's a lot of hype in our game. There's a lot of bullshit to cut through in baseball a lot of the time. And like, it's easy to do. We always say like, you see the best players, like, cut through the bullshit and just like do what they got to do. Right. And that's not just yeah. on the mound. That's all the stuff that goes into it off the mound to show up on short rest for the squad to, mm -hmm. you know, be there every single, every single weekend when we're called upon to go, Hey, fuck it. I'll throw my bullpen an inning in relief today yeah. because the boys need me to get, you know, get three sure. big outs. Right. Like yeah, all those things that go into it, take me through like, yeah, clings there, but like you really kind of learn in yourself and your process about, how you became the pitcher that you were and obviously so dominant this last year. Yeah. So it's just like, I just wanted to be better than everyone else. Um, <laughs> little, so, little alpha male style. <laughs> yeah. I, that's, I know that I don't want it to sound like, I guess corny, but like, that's really my thought process going into it. Like I, I have trouble going to sleep at night knowing like, Oh, I, I didn't do a rap on this exercise or something. You know what I mean? It's like someone else out there did. That's the way I kind of think about it. You know, it's just, Staying in the gym late, um, I know that's probably what a lot of people preach um, to like just get better than everyone else, but that's just kind of how it goes. Um, well, like you're you're there for a reason, right? All of a sudden, yeah. you're surround you're surrounded by a lot of guys who feel the exact same way. Yeah. Where every team usually has their core group of guys who works really hard, who want to play at the next level, who are mm -hmm. trying to get better every day. And not everybody's always on the same page, right? <laughs> Correct. You know, and then, like, I think a lot of people on our team this past year would either see me doing it and be like, oh, it's like, it's okay to stay late. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, I don't have to leave when everyone else does. Um, and one of those guys who really honestly would ask me a lot of questions is Morse. Morse, you know. Because yeah, and we actually him. we had him on we had him on last week and talked to him a, a little bit about his process and what he went through and he definitely name dropped you as far as like understanding what really goes into it and like it's not mm -hmm. it's work it's straight work like that's it there are hours yeah. and hours and hours yeah. and not there's no sauce there's no there's no cutting it there is hey get the fuck to work Morse <laughs> yeah that, that's it's just how it is and I think. If you kind of live by that motto and like it, it go everything's gonna it's gonna everything's gonna go hopefully in the right direction. Um, just knowing that, like, even if I do say I go out and 
I don't have the best outing. At least, uh, you know, I did everything I could to prepare for the outing. It's not, it's not like, oh, I, you know, I can't go back and say, oh, I didn't do this. This is why this happened. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I did everything, you know, I did everything I could. And then just, you know, give myself about 24 hours, think about it. And then, you know, it's just part of the game and got to get ready for the next one. Yeah. That's the, the big thing that we talk to. Like we have a lot of high school guys who come in and want to start like specialized throwing programs with us at the facility. Like, get on like, Hey, I'm going to start taking it more seriously. This and that they don't understand the, the clock after you throw, right. That like the time starts, right. Mm-hmm. A pro guy at a pro facility, lucky enough to be there on the coaching side at a couple of different ones, you know, like you, you might miss the end of the game after a start because mm-hmm. you're in the, you know, cryo or the hot cold or like it's lift. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. I've got day one of lift on my, on my start day. And when you yeah. come out of the game and that clock starts ticking, right? We need all the time we can possibly get to be prepared for the next start. Right. There's no, yeah. there's no wasted time. So you mm-hmm. thinking about it for 24 hours doesn't mean we're just sitting there doing nothing. Right. That is, that is oh, all yeah. of the, you know, the clock ticks. And I think a lot of guys at the Juco level at, you know, the lower level division one, whatever it is, like you're playing double headers, right? And you're starting game one. Are you really lifting as soon as you come out of the game? No. Are you lifting two hours after the game? No, I'm sitting in the third inning of the second game, right? Like and you got a two-hour bus ride. Yeah, that clock ticking, right? You get back and Kling's like, all right, everybody, you got a half hour, you got a shower, we're getting back on the bus for dinner. You're like, well, I can't mm-hmm. fucking lift in a half hour. I got to get back on the bus for dinner. I'm not missing yeah. dinner. Well, we're five, six, eight hours late on that clock ticking. And, well, you're going to take it serious. Maybe you miss dinner and get a takeout meal. Maybe, you know, you're mm-hmm. trying to usually find every competitive advantage you can and not the best hotel weight rooms and things like that as you get going. But take me through a little bit on the on the pro side. I know we just got there, you know, just the, I guess, the wow factor, if you will, of, uh, you know, the facility and um, the resources that you have at your fingertips now every day, including those, yeah. uh, all those meals you get. <laughs> yeah. So to go back to the junior, junior college level and like getting lifts and coach CJ does a great job. He makes do with what, what we have available to try to, you know, keep everybody ready to go. So he does a great job with that. Just want to put that in there. Yeah. Um, and it's like, there's, there's a huge difference in like teams who have a guy who do that and they don't right? like yeah. traveling a big ass weight bag on the bus and making someone carry that and throw it under there. And yeah. all of a sudden seeing you in the bullpen, just like yeah, doing See, that in between games. And you're like, Oh man, like no wonder they're better than us. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, yeah. Coming, coming out here. It's, it's, it's two different worlds. Um, <laughs> there's no other way to like say it. It's just different. Everything different, you know, weight room, um, trainers you know they're there for you there's like a lot there's like 15 of them they're all there to do the same thing they have yeah everything they have any, anything and everything you can imagine you know um the guy the weight room staff ton of them you know they're just there everybody's always there they're there yep. for you they're there for you um even goes on the cafeteria staff food's great it's like top of the line like it's good food um it's yeah and then there's meals i've given me there's snacks all the time there's just everything it's 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 different you know it's everything you know i've wanted forever obviously going to junior college not even close to anything like that but 
now it's great you know I, I guess I could kind of tell myself it's kind of what I work to work, work towards is to have stuff like this but yeah I'm loving it so far absolutely right that's what you were you work towards that and then like you start to realize like all those people are there because like you guys are everyone's so serious about it right like mm -hmm. giving you guys two free unlimited meals a day right where like breakfast is probably just stacked up and just mm -hmm. wipe it yeah. out if you want to and it's just going to be there when you go up the next round again yeah. right like having mm -hmm. all that at like your disposal is because you're there doing a ton of work all the time like you're demanding a ton physically out of your body it is a mental grind to play baseball every day this many days in a row and i know you're kind of getting the short end of it right on this year's draft but like full mm -hmm. year of spring training and wherever you end up right there's some yeah. There's some long trips. There's some some double headers, right? We got all those things that go into it. I think the pro organizations understand that you guys spend so much time there. It should be a destination for us. It yeah, should be comfortable. I don't. Why do you ever want to leave the field? <laughs> then that's that's how they make it feel. Honestly, like you know, I'm not leaving until like I'm done and I'm okay with staying. If late, if I have to, um, but yeah, because there's always you know there's always like food. You just hang out. You just, you know, it, it, it's fine. Like, yeah, I don't have a problem with staying at all. And you, yeah. that It's the V place to be if you're going to be out there, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Everybody's friendly, you know. I'll go sit in the training room and just, you know, sit there, talk to people. You know, <laughs> what? they always got the games on, you know. On the West Coast time, all the, I wake up and all the games are on already. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah, I show up to the field, all the games are on. I just hang out, get my work done, and yeah. That's awesome, man. So uh, we're going to backtrack just a little bit because we've been a, a Juco player, um, but we had a couple of real big commitments that kind of came our way as we went through it, right? Take me through a little bit of that, the UConn one first, and then, um, you know, the visit. Did you get to go out there? Just some of the, the things that were going on and then um, how we ended up kind of refiguring out what we were going to do from there. Yeah, so I went to – actually, we played UConn my freshman year. Um, and you know, I just showed up, like I had no idea about UConn baseball <laughs> before, you know, and then they went after that year, they went on, almost make it to the world series. Right. And I just got there and like, I don't know, I just got this like feeling. I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. Like I love pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah. Like the field, not just the baseball field, like everything about it, like the whole athletic side of campus is like everything going on. Just Tons of people, you know, and I loved it. And I, I was hurt. I had a UCL strain, so I, I I was out. Like, I couldn't do anything. I didn't pitch. I'm sure I would have if, you know. Oh, yeah. But, you wanted yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. And, I mean, we got beat pretty bad. We lost, like, of 17. Course, was, that the, uh, was that the Reggie Crawford year? Was he there? Reggie Crawford started that game 97 to 100, you know, just blowing us away. And I think two weeks later, you know, he, he went down. Um, obviously I think he, he's back now doing, doing fine. Um, but yeah, that, that was crazy by itself because, you know, you get there and you got like every head scout, you know, every, you know, everybody's there like, and Clayton's just like, you know, this is what you guys wanted. Like do something about, you know what I mean? That's kind of what he, good luck, but, <laughs> yeah, that's what he's like. I mean, they're here, you know, do something. And that, that's just kind of how he says it all the time. Um, even even with me, I guess, you know, pitching and having those scouts there, you know, they're still watching the game. 
it's it, they're I guess they came for it, but they're there. They see everybody else, and that's what he kind of told everybody. He's like, he's he's they're come they might be coming to see me, but they're here. You know, make them write your name down, make them, and then that's what I kind of just want other people to know too. You know, like they might be there to see one kid, but if you go out and perform, they're gonna see you as well. Um, but yeah, the whole UConn thing. Um, I I just was rehabbing and I threw my first bullpen. I was like 90, 93, right? Kling took a video, sent to Coach McDonald. I was like, okay. And then Kling pulled me out, decided like the hall out of our like little gym area, right? Yep. And was like, yeah, they're going to offer you this summer. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, Kling. Sure, buddy. <laughs> sure, sure. Blah, blah, blah. And then after the season, I didn't hear like not a single peep from them again all year. Nothing at all. And then, like, the, like during the summer, I get a, I was sending my emails out, like, right, like Kling told me to do. He sent, gave me like a piece of paper with every coach I probably should email, email them. Coach McDonald answered in two minutes. You know, like he said, I've been waiting for you to email me. I'm like, waiting for me. You know, I thought, Come on, you know, oh, that's great. Waiting for me. I thought you were gonna. He's like, no, you had to contact. I was like, okay, okay I guess. And then, yeah, I went on to visit. I had the time, like I love it, and I just, you know, I committed. Yep, you got um, wanted, wanted to go, right? So yeah, and I, I, that's just like you know, and I was excited. I, I'd love the place. So Coach Penders, Coach McDonald, the whole coaching staff, all the players, camp, everything's great. Everything's great, and especially the year they had prior to which would have been last season. Yep, yep. So they, they had made made quite the run. Yep. Yeah, and then yeah, and it just they're top 25 on and so it was, it was awesome and then you know I stay committed for however long and something there's a mix up with I don't know who it was that entered my advice like tr the credits weren't going to transfer over and they want okay. yeah and you kind of wanted me to take like three summer classes and I was like that's uh, that's just not I just not gonna do that. Um, don't, you know, don't want to do the school over the summer. No, obviously. And you, you know, at that point, you knew you were going to the draft the draft league too already. I was planning to go to the Cape. Oh, okay. Where where was the where was the contract? I was gonna go to Brewster, not Temp. But that's then, awesome. Though. That's awesome. Yeah, I was I was pumped up. That was something UConn kind of set up. Even after you know I, I had to decommit um, from UConn, which I'll get into a minute, and. They, I, you know, I was calling, I was supposed to like report in two days and I was like talking to coach. I'm like, Hey coach, I don't like, I was kind of not blowing them up, but like I said, coach, I'm leaving tomorrow and I still don't have a host family. I need to know where I'm going. Where am I, where am I driving my vehicle to on the case? Exactly. And I was like, I'm not trying to be annoying here. I know you're busy, but like, I need to know what what's going on. And oh, boy, that's, that's a, always a little stressful base. Baseball is yeah. like that, man, right? Like you're here, yeah. gone, there, 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 there. there. Exactly. It's, it's a wild exactly. world. <laughs> I know. Um, and I get a call, and I'm like, oh, this might be someone that's going to, like, place me in the host family. He's like, hey, Ryan. I'm like, oh, hey. It's like, we're going to have to release you. Too many people showed up. We didn't expect this many players to be here. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that kind of sucks. But so, so I called my agent, uh, Mike Bonanno, great guy. Love him. Oh yeah, guys. yeah, absolute beauty. Yeah. Love him. Um, you know, I was like, hey, the, they just called me and they said that can't come because there's too many people. And he's like, hmm. <laughs> you're just like, 
because there's too many people there? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll call. Uh... Next move, hang on. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'll call the Sean Campbell, I think he's the president of the draft league, and he's like, He's like, just kind of, kind of like, pick where you want to go. And I was like, Trenton, like Trenton has most fans, and went to Trenton, and I loved it there. Like, oh, dude, was, the place is unbelievable, right? It's amazing. It's, it, you could, I think that's the closest experience you're gonna get to like probably professional baseball without being in professional baseball, minor league wise. Maybe not yep, big abs- absolutely, like affiliated baseball, right? Yeah, and it, it was awesome. I, I had time in my life, like honestly. Like, Coaches and players, awesome. The, the locker room environment is awesome. We all, everybody got along very well, you know. It was like, I feel like I've known these guys, even the guys here that in my draft class, everybody just gets along well. I think everybody's here. Right, man. You, you guys are all there trying to do the same thing. It's an it's an easy easy group to get along with. <laughs> exactly. We're just here to play baseball, you know, hang out, have fun. Yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. Um, I even think, I mean, people tell me otherwise. They say the Cape's great time, like it's awesome. But I don't know. I think, I think the draft league might give it. I guess I've never experienced the Cape, but draft league. No, listen. Time. I uh, so 2014. I was I was fortunate enough to go out and uh, spend a summer with the Harwich Harwich Mariners. Yeah. Um, yeah. not playing coaching side, but um, yeah. it. You know, my wife and I lived in um, a shoebox apartment for twenty two hundred dollars <laughs> a month. Um, yeah. And, it was, you know, it was, it's heaven on earth in the summer. It is everything is it? that a college baseball player. Now you hear me again, college baseball I player <laughs> would, could dream of, right? The scouts, the fans, the environment, just, you are the man in the most, you know, probably the most wealthy place in, in the summertime. Right. Yeah. So you and your friends, nice young studly dudes, right? walk yeah. the streets every single day, just being the man and every single night, lace them up and get to show that you're the man. Right. It's, it is great when it yeah. comes to how the draft is kind of lining up with things. Now there's starting to be this interesting dynamic of overloading teams over Right. And then all of a sudden, right. We've got guys who are leaving at a certain date because they got draft parties because they got inning caps. They got this, that, well, all of a sudden the teams are now short looking for dudes. Like it's, it's not, it can be the most desirable place on earth, but when you have 10 guys leave on the same day, you could be in some trouble from a a team perspective. And some of the coaches are not loving that aspect of it where it's not as much about the team anymore. Everyone's here until they have to leave because they got drafted, but it's, all right, like I've been, I've done my thing. I've shown what I need to show. Little, little selfish piece of the game, which uh, seems to be everywhere. Correct? <laughs> yeah. So to be honest, that was going to be me as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's I, how that... it has to be, especially you, because you know, as a guy who's got 12, 15, 20 scouts coming to games along the year, like you kind of know where you stand. You kind of know what you want to do, and. Mm-hmm. So as that's going down, right, like where we're not caping it, right, and we were, you know, thinking about, hey, what's my date going to be, this, that. Do we know Oregon's in the running already at that point? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got off track there. Yeah, no, no, because that's, I mean, that's awesome. When you talk about facility-wise getting to pro baseball, I would probably put a a couple of dimes on 
the Oregon University facilities rivalry, yeah. rivaling any professional organization out there. Yeah, no, yeah, it's obviously Oregon. They, I, they got the money. You could just say they got, they got the money to build whatever they want when they want. You know, I have kids here now that you know, a couple kids from the West Coast who played UConn, uh, not UConn, Oregon for, uh, and they just go up there and it's just like. They just spend like stupid money, and then, you know it's just like everything that it's just like crazy, and you could it's watch. It's Nike, them. bro. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So the whole Oregon thing, how that happened was my agent. So um, he was like, "I think you should decommit from UConn. I think I can get you into some help or call some people and help help you get into like other schools. I know, you know, it's different. UConn's not a." UConn's a good school if you take other than sports, you know, like they're a good that, school. Yeah, that's going to – high academic institution. Yeah. yeah, and he's like – so, yeah, and then two days – within two or three days, I have everybody. It's like a bunch of people calling me, you know, knowing I'm back on – back, you know, in the re- re- recruitment process, um, which I hate the recruitment process, to be honest. No, that, but, that, but like to see that all lay out in front of you, you got to be like, oh, that's that's not the worst thing. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, so it was really – it was down between – my last two schools would have been Florida State and Oregon. And, wow, so uh, bo- and both on the table there at the end. That's awesome. Yeah. So Florida State reached out through, like, Twitter. They heard that I was back on, you know. And then they I called them, and I was actually down in the World Series um, for JUCO. Um, and I was like – he's like, yeah, you know. We kind of seen everything, blah blah blah. We we don't really need to see much more, and we know we're next time we talk, probably just talk about you know. And he asked me what I want. I was like, Coach Piano, if, if you're gonna offer me, just offer me. You know, I kind of want to get this over with. I'm, I know it's kind of late here. I just kind of want to, you know, just get to school and have get, you know get the, get the anxiety level down. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then a couple of weeks went by, and he was kind of like holding back, not, you know, you know, he said he wanted to see more, and then. Coach Waz, you know, was calling me after they just won a regional in the airport where the whole, you know, and I'm like, these guys want, you know, these guys want this dude, me. Yeah, this dude really wants me to come here. They want me. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I told him, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to commit. Yeah. Cause you guys, you're showing me that, you know, you want me. Like, you're calling me. Everybody's calling. Like, you just want a soup, a regional soup, you know, whatever. And you're calling me in the airport, you know, and I was like, you know, I, I, I respect that, you know, and yeah. And so I committed there. Um, but dude, and to, but before we leave that point there, right? Like, again, we got a lot of like parents and kids who go through the recruiting process in high school who listen, listen in on this, right? Like that factor of it, right? Like the, the feeling wanted, the knowing that, that a coach is after you, right? Like that is such an eye opener for the situation you're about to walk into, right? Like it's not, Oh, I'm going to be like one of the guys that snuck in the door here late. It's like this dude just won a regional with his team and he's with his whole team. And he yeah. called Ryan, like he picked me yeah. to call, right? Like they obviously want me to come there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I remember. Cause I was like, I think coach, Angier, who's not, he left. He took the head coach job at, uh, I think it was New Mexico State. Yep. I, I, I think so, yeah. So he, he was kind of there for a little bit, honestly. I think I, I talked to him mainly for a while, and then obviously I got a text with Moore and Wiles and Trent, and I was like, yeah, Coach Angier decided to take 
you know, the, which honestly is awesome. Good for him. You know, I mean, he got to make the right moves for him and his family. I get, I get, totally get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, I was at the lake with my friends and I FaceTime and Coach Waz, you know, called me. He's in the airport and he's like, and he just talked to me. He's like, you know, we want you. I wouldn't be doing this right now. I mean, I just want a regional and I'm not doing this to everybody. I'm calling you, taking, you know. And then I was like, and that's kind of just like, you know, you're right. You're right. You know, that's that's where I'm going to go. My mom and dad had some, were so so about me going all the way out to the West Coast. That's yeah, why you're, a, you know, you're, a, once again, Auburn, New York is not Syracuse, right? You're not a big city, exactly. not a big yeah, city exactly. man going all the way across the country. <laughs> exactly. That's why Florida State was like, because I was still East Coast, you know, my mom, if they wanted to fly down, you that's know. A, that's, a, that's a lot quicker than an Oregon ride. <laughs> exactly. Same, it's not, a, you know, it's the same time. It's <laughs> over here, three hour time, obviously, you know what I mean? And, but yeah, so committed there. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was great. I was excited to go. Knowing kind of deep down inside, I've probably heard hear my name called this year. It's just you know, didn't know when it was. Yeah, dead. and so we that's that's a great point of it too, right? Is like we talked to Matt Duffy, who's from Canisius, and mm-hmm. went in the fourth round of the Red Sox this year, um, just a couple of days ago, and he was you know, came down to his last couple of schools. He was going to go to South Carolina, is what he ended up picking, um, between there and West Virginia, um, and University of Kentucky, and he was just kind of like, hey, like. You know, Michael, your agent is a smart guy, right? He knows kind of an idea of where we're going to end up, right? Like that is, that's a very precautionary move. And like what, what we ended up landing on was that Oregon would not be a very bad backup plan, right? If all things went, if all things went South for us is like, Hey, ending up, ending up in the pack 12 at the coolest school in the country, arguably is Ryan Burchard's backup plan. That's not bad right now. (laughs) I know Big Ten now. I as of yesterday. Yes, I, yes, just made the move. You're right. I'm sorry. You know, the the Pac-12 is not going to exist anymore. <laughs> Boom, man! That that yeah. place is gone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of weird because like my parents are kind of like you know we're not going to be able to come watch you play, but Big Tens, that's all. You know, East Coast. Oh, you know what I mean? I see There's it, a, Penn State. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you know that that would have worked out great, I guess. But I'll take this this over that to be honest. Yeah, so um, we got a we got a couple minutes left here. Um, draft, you know, draft week, draft day. Let's let's go through um exactly how we ended up figuring out that we're gonna go in the fifth. How the Brewers ended up landing on us. Take us through kind of that back and forth and the uh, you know the phone calls maybe. Yeah, so the Brewers they were on me from the start of the year. Pretty pretty good. Uh, the the area scout for them, uh, Steve Detroyo. Talk you know talk to him a lot, but yeah, you know. I knew probably I, – I heard the day before that's like, you know, you could go three to five or four to – or like six to eight is like good, like that you should go. But so then, you know, I'm just sitting there. You know, it's kind of slow, like slow. Where did we uh, – question, where where are we at? Are we home with mom, dad? Oh, Give me that. I was home probably about a week. I came home from the draft. Day, you know, just my grandparents from both sides and a couple friends were over because uh, all the other ones had work, so – just, um, just hanging out. Yep, good. Yeah, and then you know it's slow, slow, and then Banana was like, "Hey, it's gonna pick up in the next five minutes." It picked up. Three teams called, and it's like the Brewers are, you know, blah blah blah. It'll be right back. They gotta just run numbers through and everything. And he's like, "Yep, they're gonna take you 155." I was like, "Yeah, that'd be great." He's like, "No, the GM or whatever just called me, and it's gonna happen." Yeah, that's how it happened. So I knew about six picks before. 
Wow, six six picks before. It's not very long, right? <laughs> no, but it felt like it was forever. <laughs> the yeah. smile, right? I, I'm imagining the, hey, yeah. I can't can't hide it, right? So I was like, oh no, I, was, I, I didn't believe him for a second, you know. But yeah, it, that's yeah. Well, dude, that's a mm-hmm. it's an awesome story, and thank you so much for your time. I will, uh, I'll let you roll, and thank you for holding down the fort with us today. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Holding Down the Fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it down. Be on the lookout for our new merch. Anybody who has any questions for the show or for our guests on the show, please email us at holdingdownthefortpod at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube for all the latest updates and to hold it with us. Thank you again. We look forward to having you back for the next episode.